This is Cheer Up Babe, the podcast, where people come and listen to get their week started off right, okay? You know, babe, I don't really know, but it's going to be a happy Monday regardless. Let's start this episode. What's up, Cubs? You're listening to episode 43 of Cheer Up Babe, the podcast with me, your host, VJ Julio. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022 or 2020 also. Like, I had to comp- convince my wife that that works. I said, hey, it's 2020 also. And she said, what? And then we talked about it for three minutes, and then she got it. So happy 2022. Babe, do you know what this means? Do you realize what this is? That's our one-year anniversary. Episode one of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast dropped in, like, the first week of January 2021. You know how many cubs that we've gotten since then? You know how many motherfuckers are in the den with us at this point? We even have, like, multiple cucks in the corner listening from the sidelines not allowed to talk. We have so many of those, dude. And it's 2022 and it's been one year. I can't wait to see what 2022 brings. I can't wait to see. 2022. Now, nothing's changing, all right, other than I put a desk in the studio because <laughs> I'm a businessman. I also am not going to edit out these podcasts. What you hear is what you get. If there's a gap, there's a gap. Okay? So you just heard me sip my coffee. You want to hear it again? Let's see what that sounds like. Mm. Now, when I do edit, if I hear a in the audio, I will cut it out because it's fucking disgusting. I'm not going to be so egregious in 2022. But I edit a desk. We're businessmen. And honestly, 82% of you, business women, right? Businessmen and business women make up the den. Let's be 100% honest with each other for a second, okay? Cheer up, babe, the podcast. All you cubs are the fucking shit, okay? You are, I don't, like, we're not going to get emotional. It's 2022. We're not going to get sappy. Okay, this isn't a fucking rom- romance novel turned into a movie and then they take the movie cover and then they reprint the novel and then they put the movie cover onto the novel. This isn't that. Okay, Ryan Gosling isn't sitting next to me. <laughs> Could you imagine? I wish. But <laughs> you guys are awesome. Genuinely, from Papa Bear's heart, thank you so much for being listeners of Cheer Up Air, the podcast because... Honestly, I probably would have done it regardless, but I don't know. I actually, maybe I, pro- maybe I fucking doubt it. Now, I do this podcast because it's something that I like to do. It's an, it's an escape for me. We know that. This is my therapy because too stubborn and broke to go to therapy. So I sit down for an hour or two with the Cubs a week, and I get shit off my plate, and we laugh about it together, right? That's what we do. But if no, I... W- If I wasn't talking to anybody, a.k.a. you, babe, what would be the fucking point? So, I want to say, Cubs, thank you so much for being a Cub. You are awesome. I really appreciate the fact that you listen to this podcast and that you've stayed listening to this podcast. You are awesome. Genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, 
One year anniversary. So many more to come, maybe. So many more to come, maybe. Not good at keeping promises, but so many more years to come for sure. 100%, but we, we'll never know. You know, we won't know until it happens, but 100%, so many more years to come, maybe. You know what I mean? All right, babe. Fucking love you. So, it's 2022. Had the new year. How'd you guys ring in the new year? Did you have fun? Did you have a good time? Did you fucking party it up? Or did you stay indoors? Are you sick? Hey, babe. Are you sick right now? Are you sick? I'm not. But I will tell you one thing. My entire house smells like shit because my entire family's sick. I'm not, though. You want to know why? Here's, here's a little piece of, uh, here's a little hack. Here's a little piece of advice from Papa Bear. You don't want to get sick? Travel. <laughs> hey, if you don't want to get sick, if you want to avoid the sicknesses that are going around work, that are going around your household, maybe with your family and shit, just leave. Just leave for five days. You know, that's what I did. And guess what? My entire family is hacking and coughing and sneezing and shitting all over the place. So many diaper blowouts. And that includes my wife. But who's not sick? Me, the guy who took airplanes and went to Phoenix. Dude, I went to Phoenix, Arizona for the New Year's. Okay, now obviously it wasn't for just like a fucking vacay, right? I went there on business. And we'll talk about the business. I, I talked about the business a little bit um, a couple episodes ago, or maybe last episode. I can't really remember because it literally feels like I have not sat down in my studio and recorded a podcast for you guys in over two months. Like that's the feeling that's going through my body right now. And I, I think that's why I feel so ramped up. I've, I was, I've been so excited to sit down and talk to you. Okay. So fucking excited. So I went to Phoenix. Here's the fun thing about Phoenix. I didn't know that Phoenix had palm trees and lemon trees and also orange trees just in people's fucking yards. When I pictured Phoenix in my head, I pictured like, oh, it's like tumbleweeds and cacti. Now, there is a lot of cacti. And yeah, I am smart enough to know that cacti is the plural for cactus. Wait, did I just fucking reverse that while I was being cocky? Cacti. So many fucking cacti. So many fucking cactus. Working it out. Still not convinced. Cacti is used, though. Okay, the word cacti exists, and I'm using it. So there's so much fucking cacti around. There's also so many lemon trees. And I didn't have a car, so I walked everywhere. So I flew into Phoenix, didn't realize there was palm trees, because the only time I had ever been in Phoenix before was just to stay in the fucking airport and take a transfer flight. Okay? So I get there. The, that's the cool thing about Phoenix. It's dry. It's dry atmosphere. It's a dry landscape. But there's palm trees and there's lemon trees and there's orange trees. And that's so cool. What sucks about Phoenix, though, is everything else. Every single other fucking thing about Phoenix don't like it. OK, now, when I first landed, I was like, it's kind of like being in a little bit different, different world, a little bit different setting. OK, like I'm from Minnesota. I've been seeing snow the morning I flew out to Phoenix. It was negative 11 felt like negative 22, according to my app on my phone. All right. And so when I land in Phoenix and it's 65, I go, wow, isn't this crazy that fucking two hours ago I was in negative 22 weather? This is so sick. And then I got off. Everything is terracotta. Okay. Now, if you don't know what terracotta is, 
it's the style of house where people go, eh. Okay, it's the croc shoe of houses. And if you're living in a terracotta house and you're not in Phoenix, you're fine because you're probably the only terracotta house and it makes it unique. Now, when you would take that and you make every single building, structure, anything that was built out of the ground by humans and then you out make the entire outside terracotta, it's the most depressing thing on the fucking planet, okay? It's like, oh, I forget what wood looks like. Oh, I forget what framing looks like. Oh, didn't houses used to be made out of bricks? Can't remember because I'm in Phoenix and everything's terracotta. Also, I got to join a special community of people not having a rental car here. So I took a taxi from the airport to the Airbnb that I was staying at. And the Airbnb I was staying at was so centrally located that I didn't have to uh, get an Uber or a taxi or anything. I could walk to all my destinations because I was basically within a mile and a half of everything. And (laughs) your man's is fit, okay? Your man's has legs that work and also enjoys walking, okay? So... Since I'm basically the pinnacle of health, I can walk a quarter mile. I can, believe it or not, I can walk a quarter mile without getting winded. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being like that? I'm like that. Get like Papa Bear in 2022. Your New Year's resolution should be to walk a quarter mile without getting winded. You're welcome. I don't mean to set you up for failure like that, but you give it a shot. But Papa Bear can walk a quarter mile without getting winded. So I did that multiple fucking times. I got to be a part of the community, though, in Phoenix that exclusively walks. Not my scene. Not my scene. Now, I know it's basically summer 24 fucking 7 there, 365. I know it's basically summer year-round in Phoenix. But why does everyone have summer teeth? You know? You guys know what summer teeth are, right? I'm such a fucking dad. This is my favorite dad joke. Everyone in the walking community in Phoenix, where my Airbnb was, have summer teeth. Some are there, some are gone. And that's an A1 fucking dad joke. I'm a dad. 2022. I'm the daddiest dad of all time. Now, fuck. I said daddiest, and that sounded like daddy. And babe, if you know anything about me at this point, I fucking hate the term daddy. Hate it. Ruined it. Now, of course, when I was 17, I was like, it'd be really cool if my girlfriend called me daddy because that's some weird shit we've all seen on porn. And that's become a part of our culture. And then I fucking hooked up and married a super fucking strong, intelligent woman who has her dad in her life. And I go, it seems disrespectful if you called me daddy, because guess what? You got one. And now I have two daughters and I'm their daddy. Don't say daddy in a sexual manner. It's fucking gross. But I'm the daddiest dad of all time, babe. (laughs) Oh, shit. Phoenix. um, So here's why I went to Phoenix. I, (laughs) your man's, uh, is basically a preacher. You know, I'm a pastor. I'm a man of the cloth. um, According to a one button click where I got ordained to be a fucking minister for the life of church dot org or the churchoflife.org. One of them, listen, I am a practicing minister for their 
communion or whatever the fuck the word is um, because I did type my name and click the button and it said, congratulations, you're ordained. Super duper arduous process. I'm really glad they vet everybody. I'm really glad that a fucking four-year-old that knows how to type their name can be an ordained minister. It doesn't seem weird at all. Seems super duper legit, but that's what I did because I officiate weddings. You can call me. I'm no longer Papa Bear, okay? I'm Father Bear. I got, I need the fucking, the, 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 first off, I need the ropes, okay? I need a Papa Bear robe, and then I need the tassels, or whatever the fuck it's called. You know the things that, like, the really smart kids wear at graduation and or every priest wear? So it's like basically every priest graduated at the top of their class because they have the fucking robes with the things that hang around. I need one of those, and I just need to do the entire podcast with my palms raised in the air and my arms elevated above my head. Because I'm preaching, baby. I'm a sermon. I am a sermon. This is not a sermon. I am a sermon. I'm a fucking preacher. I I am a fucking ordainer of weddings now. Okay? And I use, like, none of these words correctly because obviously don't know what I'm talking about. But I did 100% get to do that for two of the most beautiful human beings that I have ever come in contact with in my entire life. So... Your man's was managing a CrossFit gym, okay? I was, like, coaching every single class in this CrossFit gym. And I got to run into these two lovely ladies that are, I don't know, the biggest balls of sunshine on the planet unless they have to do lunges. If they have to do lunges, they go, you know who sucks? Men. Which I'm like, yeah, I get it. But if they weren't doing lunges, nicest fucking people on the planet. They also did take me and my wife to a strip club And then a gay bar, and we did drag queen bingo, and I did win a tank top that said sashay away, and then I did have to learn how to sashay because I didn't even know what the fuck that word meant, and I did fall in love with both of them, and my wife's tits did get squeezed multiple times throughout the night at the strip club and at the gay bar, and it was a super duper fun time. One time during the night, I turned to my wife after just multiple sexual assaults, okay? Actually, I shouldn't say sexual assault because based off of my wife's face, Seemed pretty um, amicable. Seemed pretty consensual to me, which was a conundrum because I was A, confused, and B, so aroused by it, right? I mean, you got a woman that you got fucking locked down and you're like, that's my wifey right there. She's a baddie and I know she's a baddie. But then another girl, and I'm not saying that these, the, the the two beauties that I officiated their wedding were the ones doing this, but everyone fucking else was. The strippers at the strip club 110% felt my wife up, and then one of them said, you would do really well here while she was holding her boob. And then I go, fuck's happening. I'm smiling ear to ear like every 14-year-old boy's fantasy is going on in front of my eyes, but the adult version of myself is going, what's happening inside my body? Because I'm pissed because someone else touched my girl's boobs. Boobs? She's touching her B-E-W-B-S boobs, and I have an erection. What's happening? Hey, 
to circle back to a couple episodes ago, what's wrong with men? What's wrong with us? Why are we this way? Why can I be equal parts slightly irritated, equal parts turned on by the same exact instance? What's wrong with us? But I digress. But anyways, my wife and I got to hang out with these two lovely ladies multiple times outside of the gym, and we fell in love, and now we are a quadruple, I say, in my brain, and I think they both like my wife more than they like me, but they know that I'm good at public speaking, so they asked me officiate their asked me to officiate their wedding, and it was such an honor. It was such an honor. It was the coolest thing, dude. Hey, if anyone asks you to officiate a wedding, first of all, prepare. Okay, don't be don't. That's such a big deal for those people. Make sure that you're prepped and ready to fucking go. Don't drop the ball because the entire flow of the ceremony relies on you. And if you fuck that up, you fuck up their wedding, which means that you fuck up all of their plans. Bree, I'm looking at you with your fucking spreadsheets three months out. She emailed me so many times. And then she not only emailed me, she emailed everyone in the party, not just with an itinerary, a five-day itinerary that included when people's flights were arriving and leaving. But it was such an itemized breakdown is the first time I've ever followed a schedule in my life. And honestly, super beneficial. Okay? If you're a disorganized pile of fucking garbage like me, maybe just fucking open an Excel spreadsheet and type up an itinerary for your life and you'll probably figure stuff out because I knew exactly everything that was going on at every step of the process. But if you're going to officiate a wedding, take that shit serious and also accept because that's the best view. If you truly love two people, two people, why am I putting EWs in my fucking words, babe? I don't fucking know. Bubes and pupil. If you truly care about the two people getting married and you want front row seats, no, if you want to be in the fucking ring with them officiate their wedding because I got to be there for the most special moment of their relationship to this point. That's what it felt like. I got to stand in the middle of them through all of their trials and tribulations and beautiful moments and adventures and happiness and them coming together to solidify their love for each other. I got to be in the middle of that. My heart, dude, I'm honestly, I was the Grinch, okay? I was the Grinch. My heart grew three sizes that day. It was fucking amazing. I can't even, I feel like I've been yelling for 19 and a half minutes um, because, A, so excited to talk to you, babe. So fucking jazzed to talk to you. And also, this was such an exciting and emotional experience for me. I loved it. And... Um, honestly, I think that your boy knocked it out of the park based off of what everybody was saying. Now, I don't know how to take compliments in person. When people give me a compliment, I don't know how to go. <laughs> yeah, I know, which actually that would be so fucking dick if I did that. Mainly, I drop my chin a couple inches and I go, thank you. And I definitely avoid eye contact because I don't I'm not good at getting compliments in person. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm not good at getting compliments in person. Someone comes up to me and they compliment me and I go, because I'm like, is this kindness? 
Is this emotional support and connection? Is this validation of my efforts? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We got the Gracie girl, what is this sound drop on the soundboard now? And I love it. Uh, such a dad. So really cool. Really cool. Um, it was so them. Uh, they're just, they're, they're the two most beautiful fucking women on the planet. Just inside and out. They just, they're fucking, they're just amazing. And I just, uh, hey girls, thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your special day like that. Um, it is a memory I will cherish forever. So thank you. Now, obviously airports fucking suck and tried to ruin everything. Okay, so going there, four-hour delay. Cool, that's fine. And also, coming back, canceled flight on Saturday. Okay, reschedule it for Sunday. Also, I didn't buy the insurance. I got the cheapest possible flight out on Saturday. It got canceled, which means I did not get a rollover ticket. Thank you, Spirit Airlines. And so I had to pay for another ticket on Sunday. And then that also means... That when I got to the airport, it's still spirit. Did it get delayed five more hours? Of course it did because it's spirit and they have – they're the opposite of a fucking cheer. You know what? They are a cheerleader. Spirit Airlines is a cheerleader, which means they're on the sidelines rooting, but they're not in the fucking game with American Airlines and Delta. They're – American Airlines and Delta are in constant competition for the middle class, and Spirit Airlines is on the fucking sidelines cheering, just fucking wasting our time. <laughs> and I hate them, and I hope that no airplanes go down, but I do hope that their entire economy crumbles and they go out of business, and also the CEO gets his foot cut off somehow. That's just a couple, that's a couple of my. 2022 wishes and yeah fuck that airline dude i did i mean you guys saw i did a, i had a fucking long delay and I, so we did a little q a on the podcast oh speaking of which i was going to answer one oh shit i did a q i did a q a on the podcast i meant on my instagram stories the podcast instagram i did a q a and we did it that's how we that's how we pass the time uh in between listening to an entire family of children, okay? Now, the original flight was supposed to take off at 9.30 at night. Why are you and your husband and your five children buying a 9.30 at night flight? That's just irresponsible parenting, okay? I don't know if your thought process was, oh, they'll sleep through the flight. No, because when you... This is coming from a guy who knows exactly what he's talking about. If they're not in their usual space, they're not going to fall asleep right away at the normal bedtime. And then they're going to get overtired and then they're going to scream for the entirety. And when I say they, I mean all five children, including two of them being babies. So parents... Real quick, those two parents, I know you're listening because everyone listens to Cheer Up, babe. There's so many fucking cups. Right now, the two parents that were in the airport with the five kids and they were all fucking crying while we had a four-hour delay and we ended up leaving at like fucking 2 a.m. 
and your kids cried for three and a half hours of that delay because they were overtired, you're the irresponsible parents. You're cucks, okay? So listen, first of all, in the corner, you don't get to talk. You don't get to talk. Also, I would kindly ask you to remove your head from the inside of your asshole. Okay? And don't be cheap. Buy, buy a fucking different time flight. All right? But we did a Q&A. One of the Q&A questions, I was like, there's no way I'm answering this right now in an airport. There's no fucking way. I said, this is impossible. And I actually responded to her via DM. And I said, this is impossible to, to answer. And then she said, I think she said something along the lines of, try. <laughs> and so I put it on the story as impossible. However, I will cover it in the next episode. So let's get that the fuck out of the way. What is your favorite memory of your wife before kids and your favorite memory of your wife after kids? Let's get that out of the way right now. Um, before kids, my favorite memory of my wife, like, honestly, like, this is such a fucking difficult question to answer because, I mean, it's my wife, dude. This is my best friend. This is my straight up, hey, go best friend. Uh, come fuck me like a hoe best friend. Like, that's my wife. All right. So to pick a favorite memory just is, it's not valid, but I will tell you one memory from when we very, very first started dating. Now we all know the story of how long it took me to get her just to fucking go on a date with me, just to fucking get my foot in that door. We know that story. I've talked about it plenty of times, but this is just a few months after that story where we were in this phase where I was a fucking head over heels little boy, right? And I mean, I knew she liked me, but she didn't want to commit, all right, because she had one boyfriend all through high school. He's super cool, and then she dated this one other fucking guy, and then she was with a guy on the soccer team. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, let me try that again. She dated this one guy on the soccer team, <laughs> and uh, I snagged her from him. Um, and when I say I snagged her from him, I mean I groveled until she gave me a chance. And there was this moment. We were in my apartment, my first apartment uh, in North Idaho. And she was sitting on my kitchen counter. And I was, I was leaned on the counter next to her. And I, like, gave her a kiss or something. And I said, I said, like, a little joke. And she did, like, the classic off of a movie, chuckle, chin down. And she go and she just like I could tell she was like kind of eating up the moment, and I was looking like straight into her eyes. She wasn't looking at me, but I could just because she was kind of looking down, chuckling, and I could just see like her comfortability and her joy on her face. And I smiled and I went, "You're fucked." And she like kind of looks at me and she's still smiling. She's like, "What?" I was like, "You're so fucked." And she was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "It's over." you love me. And she like looks down and she's still smiling all big. Her face gets all red. And I go, Oh shit, you're going to marry me. And she's like, she's like, Oh my God. And she's like shaking her head and she's smiling ear to ear. And I was like, God, I can't believe it. Jeez. You're going to be my wife. You're going to marry me and you're going to be my wife. And she was just giggling and smiling. 
and nothing on her face said that she wanted anything other than that. And that's one of my favorite memories from before we had babies. Um, my favorite memory of her after we had babies. Ma'am. Um, shit, this is so tough. First of all, watching her give both birth both times is such like a different level of appreciation that you have for your partner. Watching her like deliver our children into the world, literally birth life, it that's that's one of the most amazing things that I could ever witness. Um, so that's like that's like top of the charts in terms of all-time memories I'll ever have for my entire life. Um, but f- in terms of favorite memories after babies, uh, I, I'm racking my brain a little bit because here's, here's the conundrum with this one. First of all, it's such a blur. Once you have a, your first baby, it's a blur. Like the fact that Gracie is 16 months old now and Charlotte is three months old. Like the fact that that is like I their births were yesterday. Okay, both of them. They were both born on the same day and it was yesterday. So it's a blur. So I would say like my favorite memories after babies is the little moments. There's just so many little moments where I come home from work, right? And I'll walk into uh, the house and I can't find the girls anywhere. So I'll go in. I'll go into Gracie's room and Jordan is sitting there holding Charlotte while she reads a book to Gracie. Like, it's just like, I live for those little moments now. And, and in terms of like a, a one-on-one time with Jordan and I, first of all, it's very few and far between when you have two infants. Well, I have a toddler now, but it's very few and far between where it's just like a really uh, personal moment that we get. But when we do, um, we make them count because we really don't take those moments for granted in terms of when we're alone, we're having very, very deep conversations. Like there's no phones. We're usually sitting at the table, the kitchen table, and we're looking across from each other or we're on the couches in the living room and we're looking like the TV is on off to the side of us, but we're looking at each other talking. It's just like those little moments where we go over everything. We go over where we're at in our lives. We go over who we are. Uh, as individuals in our relationship, those little moments mean so much to me. Um, anytime that I can tell her how great of a mom she is, anytime that she can tell me uh, how good of a dad I am, those like moments of validation are my favorite moments. So I, after babies, my favorite memories are her of are every single little moment. And you'll you'll know when you have kids what I mean. Like especially the what seems to be the first couple years, it's such a blink that if you first off, if you're not taking the time to hone in on those little moments and have super serious conversations and not just going into autopilot, your shit's gonna slip quick. Which I would be remiss if I said there wasn't a couple months where we both had to like kind of snap each other out of being an autopilot because you're sleep deprived, all your attention is on the babies, and it's super easy for your relationship to slip a little bit. There's been a couple different times already in the last 16 months where it's been like, hey, 
we need to put in a little bit of effort for each other. And then we, it's one fucking two hour conversation and then we're 110% again. But it's just like, if you don't do that, oh dude, I see, I see now how easy it is for that shit to slip because you're just so pinpoint hyper-focused on taking care of your babies. But I guess I didn't really answer the fucking question on what's my favorite memory post babies because like this is the life I wanted. This is the life that I've always wanted. I always wanted to have an amazing wife and a family and to be a dad and I'm here now. So it's just I don't know my favorite moment since she's given birth. uh, The whole thing. Just put a fucking circle around the last 16 months and that's my favorite memory. So yeah. Shit. What were we talking about before we got a Q&A sidetracked? Don't remember. Doesn't matter. Moving on. Father Julio, uh, Cubs 2319. Oh, God. We should make a Cub Bible and just get so sacrilegious. (laughs) Oh, shit. I should make a Cub Bible for the fucking merch drop. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's fucking discuss how pissed off I am for a second. Let's talk about the only disappointing thing that's happened, okay? Now, first of all, we were going to do the sickest accessory merch drop through this company called Redbubble, and I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it because it seemed so super flowy. I hated the shirts, wearing it right now as an example of why it fucking sucks, okay? The print doesn't come out good. It's not clear. The colors aren't crisp. So I said, no clothes. We're going to do just an accessory drop for the cups. So I did mention all of the fucking accessories to you guys in advance before I got the samples because I was like, well, it could just be a clothing printing. I got all of them. They fucking suck. Okay. And when I say they fucking suck, I mean, first of all, lowest quality. Second of all, My grandma printed it on a fucking cup, okay? You know how, like, every single one of us has that friend whose mom does vinyl on the side? They bought the $1,500 fucking vinyl so that they can make all the fucking t-shirts for the parents for the fucking football games and the pep rallies and shit. That mom runs Redbubble. And that's just what I'm going to say, okay? So I have started going through this new company. We are going to have clothing merch because I was like... It feels like I'm half-assing it, okay? And one thing that we don't do when we add a desk to the podcast and we become business people, because we're business people now, all right? 2022 is year of business. Woo! Damn, I ain't been broken a minute. Okay, we're business people. It's what we do. It's 2022 and 2020. Also, we are fucking Tory Lanes. all right? 2022, we're Tory Lanes. That's us. Everybody. The all the cubs. Not just Papa Bear. All the cubs fucking raking it in. Racks to riches. I'm basically a fortune fucking cookie. Okay? 2022 brings you riches. But with being riches, you gotta do things right. And going through the company that I was going through for the merch drop, I'm not happy with it. I could have still just opened the shop and had you all just I could have just said, hey, go here, get these accessories. They're super duper sick. And I would have fucking lied to your face because I got the samples. Don't like them. So not doing it, not doing it, going through a different company. They seem to be a lot better. It is going to take a couple weeks to 
get all the samples in. But the beautiful thing about that, I, you know what? I'll give you fucking. I'll give you. I'll give you the. I'll give you the goods. All right. There's gonna be multiple t-shirts okay men and women because ladies i understand i did a hoodie drop and you're like are these women sizes or men sizes listen there's 82 percent of you babe i am catering to you because y'all my bitches <laughs> just immediately lose half of you by calling you bitches but you know when papa bear calls you bitches he means it in a, an endearing way like like a rapper so there's going to be multiple t-shirts with different designs and logos on them. There's going to be coffee mugs. I'm doing fanny packs because of course. And there's going to be uh, notebooks and and COVID-19 posts are no longer uh, allowed on this subreddit. We are doing m- cub masks <laughs> because here's the deal. The pandemic ain't going anywhere. All right. COVID-19 is fucking I mean, COVID-2020 also is fucking sticking around, obviously, stressing nurses out and shit. But everyone's getting fucking cub masks. All right. Because even though the coronavirus pisses me off so much and it seems to be used as a staple of conversation when it's like, let's not talk about it anymore. At the same time, it's not going anywhere. I want y'all to wear merch that you're happy with. There's going to be a mask and it's going to say happy Monday. Damn, I ain't been broken a minute. And it's going to be so fucking sick. So get hyped. But it is going to take a couple weeks. So I'm sorry about that. It feels like I was feeling I was giving you guys false promises. And now we're on the back end of that. And honestly, up until four days ago, I was still just going to do the red bubble drop. But I said the Cubs deserve better. So... I didn't want you guys. I didn't want you guys to break up with me. Okay, I didn't want you. I didn't want to let you down and have you guys break up with me. So I'm doing it right. Speaking of breaking up, it's like that. Fuck. Have you guys seen, babe? Have you seen the trend on TikTok with the the 18 year? Actually, they're usually like fucking 22. The 2022. The 2022. The 22 year old dudes that post the breakup with their girlfriend videos now i use it for motivation to lift weights hey bro hey buddy no okay now i get i get where you're coming from all right but at the same time Maybe just realize that it was just a dating relationship. Maybe realize that Courtney, who fucked half of your friends on the football team before she got to you and that she dated you for three months, it's not a heartbreak that's going to motivate you for your entire life. Maybe just admit. Maybe just admit that we all work out for the same fucking reason, and that's vanity. (laughs) Okay? Maybe just do that instead. Maybe just be like, maybe instead of... Going on to TikTok and then posting a co- – here's how the TikTok goes if you haven't seen it. They post a compilation of either photos and or videos of them with their lady, right? And it's like, oh, cute. Here's us at a party. Here's us on a date. I'm in love with her. And then the it's like an obviously it's a background song. And then it goes – and then it gets like echoey. And first of all, the song is super fucking – super fucking strange song choice for this Trend. Couldn't think of the word trend for a second. That's why I started hesitating in between my words. And so the song starts off and then it 
goes zroom, and then it's echoey, and then it go, and then it cuts to them with very very dim lighting, usually lifting weights and or flexing shirtless in a gym, and it goes high off these motherfucking drugs. I'll be tripping, I'll be high off these motherfuck, and so it goes. That's why I work out now, cause she broke my heart. Cuck. Hey, maybe you're fine. Maybe you just found a new hobby, bud. You know, maybe don't blame Caroline, who exclusively drinks Starbucks coffees and wears scarves in October, on being your entire impetus and motivation for why you want to have a six-pack. Maybe just do that. Maybe just do that. And here's the deal with me bringing this up in this episode. Hey, guys, if you're one of those dudes that's like, that's my motivation. That's how I cope. This is my therapy. Hey, come at me, okay? Because what are you doing? What do you? Oh, it's because your heart broken. Your heart got broken that you've been working out for fucking three years straight now. That's sad, actually. So you do shoulder presses to get over the fact that you got broken up with. Maybe don't be so codependent, you know, maybe have that level of individuality before the relationship and then she wouldn't have left you because she wouldn't have felt like you were leeching off of her. Boom. Fucking <laughs> sorry, but Damn. I mean, 2022, it's the year of the truths and I don't really feel like I'm saying anything uh, too obvious outside of of the fucking community that posts those fucking TikTok trends, okay? Now, 100%, uh, half of the people saw how much that trend was blowing up, and then they just made a video even though the girl is 0% of the motivation, but they're like, maybe I'll go viral. Um, but in that case, first of all, you're fake. Um, second of all, bench presses should never get you over a heartbreak. Third of all, don't be so codependent that... When you do get your heart broken, you don't get over it for two fucking years. And instead, you say that the vanity of wanting to have a better body is based off of the fact that Starbucks drinking scarf wear fucking broke your heart three years ago. Bitch. Damn. All right. Moving on from that. I've got way too fucking aggressive on that. But I saw the trend and I was like, oh, bro. And then I scrolled and I saw the trend again. And I was like. Okay. And then I scrolled again and I saw the trend again and I said, first of all, algorithm, stop it. Second of all, it's not a good look. It's not the worst look. It's also not a good one. Flash forward four years, watch that video and be, and I want you to do this. I want you to make this sound when you rewatch that video of yourself four years later. I want you to go like this. Oh my God. That's what I hope happens. I hope you watch it and you realize how fucking pathetic you look and you go uh, oh my god that's what i wish that's what i wish for all of you fucking 22 year olds named brent that are fucking posting workout videos based off of you getting your fucking heart broken it's not great and that's you know coming from father cub the book of the that's from that's from the book of the cubs book 2022 verse one or however you're supposed to say that. Okay, that's just, that's from, ah, okay, just putting your hands up in the air. Ah, 
I dated this one girl who, first of all, was an absolute angel of a human being um, in terms of she's like the nicest person ever, but she was so fucking God-fearing, and I went to church a couple times with her, and everyone stood up and said the exact same thing all together, and it lasted about four minutes, and it talked about how they were the women of the church, and they did not break eye contact with the guy who was leading the whole fucking sermon while they all spoke monotone for about four minutes, and I said, I'm out. Naturally, when I walk into the church, I have one foot out the door of the relationship, and then you stand up and you talk in unison for four minutes, and I go, I'm out. So, I guess the uh, the book of the Cubs is different. <laughs> but I am father, I am father fucking bear. I'm father bear. And when we're doing sermons in the den, we're not listening to any of that bullshit music. I'm pretty sure I just sang a fucking song off of the Grinch because I brought up the Grinch earlier, but that sounded churchy. But instead, what we're going to be fucking listening to it, the fucking it, at the at this sermon is. That's going to be like when people are walking in and shaking hands with the fucking ushers and stuff and dropping dollar fifty into that little gold collection plate. And they usually have an organ playing over the top of it. I was raised Lutheran. And instead, when you walk into the Church of the Cubs, it's... Okay, but low-key... And I'm so sorry. I just said low-key. Hate myself so much. But honestly, um, that would actually be fucking sick. (laughs) That would be, as all of my fucking little brothers say, fire. Just say cool. And I get it. I'm old. But just say cool. Don't say fire or tight. And also never say that's cap. I said that's cap the other day and I immediately left the room because I was so disappointed in who I I was in that moment. I said that's cap. And the person that I was talking to says, I don't know what that means. And I said, I'm going to see myself out because that was equal parts embarrassing and disappointing of myself. Said that's cap. 29 years old. Never fucking say that's cap. No, regardless of what age you are, but I said it and I was pissed because I've been on TikTok for too fucking long. And it made me so fucking mad about myself. Oh, dude. The, also, the fucking the the reception of the wedding was in the sickest bar of all time. There was a burlesque show. We all saw nipples. It was fucking rad. All right. Now, granted, I was um there by myself and I did, of course lead the ceremony and I feel like I was did a pretty good job and one lady did say that I was super duper charming and then another girl asked if anyone has ever told me if I sound like Ryan Reynolds and I got pissed but because that's literally my entire fucking life in in comment form is this guy sounds like fucking Ryan Reynolds a little bit and I'm so fucking sick of it literally want to change my entire speaking voice that I've had my entire life but doesn't matter I did have a really, I want to talk to you guys about a real fucking uncomfortable interaction. And babe, don't be this person, okay? If you're you're single, but especially if you're married, don't be this fucking person. I got so uncomfortable for half a second uh, during the reception, okay? So, obviously, like, I'm there by myself. I'm chatting it up with everybody. The only two people that I had met at this wedding prior to this fucking wedding were the brides okay so i get to just meet all these new people and honestly like we're all a little fucking drunk i was super open to it and i i first of all everybody there was the same 
in terms of they were there to have fun and to show love. And I just, the whole fucking vibe was great. So it's like everybody clicked with everybody because everybody was the same type of person. And it was the first instance that I had been in a setting like that. It was, it was the first time where it's like, oh, everyone's cohesive here. This is fucking rad. Now, at New Year's, at the New Year's bell, right? People are doing, you know, the New Year's kiss and stuff. Obviously, your boy, what does your boy do? What does your boy do? Your boy goes and sits over on a bench and he texts his wife. That's what your boy does. Okay? He goes and sits on his bench, sits over on a bench, and he texts his wife, Happy New Year's, babe, because for sure she's asleep. I'm not going to wake her up. She's got two babies, and she's also probably a little bit pissed at me that I left her home with two babies, and then everybody got sick. Meanwhile, I'm traveling. Therefore, I'm not sick, but I'm not going to call her and wake her up. So I sent her a text that said, Happy New Year's at midnight. Now, there was a fucking Happy New Year's picture, and we all sat down at these, like, they had, like, these bleachers in this place it was the coolest bar i've ever fucking been to but there was a section where there was bleachers and yeah that is super fucking weird but it also existed everyone sat down at the bleachers to take this uh new year's photo of everybody that was at the uh reception for the wedding right and while we're all sitting there we get in pose and it's like all right everybody everybody this chick grabbed the inside of my thigh maybe three inches away from my dick And I got so fucking mad. I got so mad. First of all, the only thing I talk about when I'm in a setting where I'm meeting new people is my fucking family. Because it's like, oh, you want to know who I am as a person? I'm a fucking married guy and a dad. And that's what's my favorite thing about me. And then I get to like kind of link up with other people that are family people and parents and this chick almost touched my fucking dick for a picture and i got so mad i got so mad but i didn't want to make a scene so i just obviously stood up and walked away but don't be that person fun uh, no i'm not going to throw her too far under the bus i was going to say fun fact and then i was going to say something personal about her but that's not my vibe that's not what we're doing but that happened and i got ooh, i got so fucking mad don't be that person Okay, don't do it because it leaves your man's over here. (laughs) Your man's having a fucking great time drinking these things called peach cobblers for twelve dollars a pop and has seven of them. And everyone's having a great fucking time watching the burlesque show, having dancing on the fucking wedding dance floor. Everyone's having a fucking great time. And then you grab the inside of my dick and suddenly looking for the next sorry fuck cock and muscle. I want to throw a bow. You know I'm married, happily married with two fucking kids. You, you grab, you grab the inside of my fucking thigh. Extremely unfucking prompted. Oh, 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 oh! Having a great time, but looking for the next sorry fuck cocking muscle. All right, I'm spending too much time on this. We're gonna fucking move on. Just don't be that person, babe. All right. Other than that literal half second moment, everything about the fucking weekend was perfect. All right. Now, here's one thing I want to do. For a stretch, babe. Because it's 2022, new year. I mean, it's the same us, but we got a desk now, business people. I want to actually learn something with the Cubs for a few weeks, okay? Now, so that means for this episode, 
no unqualified dad advice. Now, if you hate this and you need that unqualified dad advice in your life, just shoot me a message. And the unqualified dad advice isn't going anywhere, okay? It's not going anywhere. It'll definitely be in the upcoming episodes, not this one, but it'll definitely be there. But also, at the same time, another thing I want to do is I want to do... I'm going to fucking pull up something and we're going to learn together. Okay. Now that's all the preface I'm giving this. That's all I'm giving it, but we're going to learn together as Cubs. And then you get to go throughout your week and you get to go. That's fucking interesting. Also interesting take from Papa bear. Sorry. Ah, Father bear. And so I learned something because here's one thing that you might not have ever experienced on this podcast and that's learning something and that's just fucking because this is entertainment first this we're here to have a fucking happy monday have a good time but we're going to learn something real fast and i don't have like an intro song or any fun sound drop so uh since it's about learning and we're going to be asking questions let's just call this the episode not episode segment let's try that again let's just call this the segment almost said episode again (laughs) god i fucking love you babe thanks for listening to this podcast it's fucking insane that you listen but let's learn something real quick now what this is i said that i was that's all the preface i was going to give you but i am going to give you a little bit more preface for the segment so this is going to be questions that i've had my entire life that I've never fucking looked up before. Okay. Questions that I'd like that'll pop into my head that I just don't pull out my phone and look up because now what we're going to do is I'm going to write them down as they pop into my head because your boy, you listen to me talk on this podcast. This is my brain 24 seven. Go, go, go. So here's a question for you. Why do we get goosebumps? And I don't know why I didn't end that end the word goosebumps sounding like it should have a period i it sounded like i was going to continue that sentence but this segment is a why do we have goosebumps okay now i get goosebumps all the fucking time and i'm not talking about when you're cold obviously when you're cold it's probably some fuck who cares maybe we will learn about it who knows but why do i get goosebumps when i see something emotional You know what I mean? Why do I get goosebumps when I see someone get a golden buzzer on America's Got Talent? You know, why do I get goosebumps when I see uh, something sad? You know, why do I get goosebumps when I see a fucking kid run into their dad's arms when they come back from a tour in Iraq? Why do I get goosebumps during those things? Never looked it up. We're going to fucking learn about it right now. Why do we get goosebumps during those moments? Okay. Now, obviously, we go to the most accredited option that we could find. I'm just kidding. I Googled why are goosebumps a thing, and the first thing that popped up is from the National Institute of Health or NIH.gov or NIH.gov, what goosebumps are for. I have not pre-read any of this because we're going to learn together, babe. That's what we're for. Even though... Humans have evolved to have relatively little body hair. Well, I mean, you might want to talk to one of my ex-girlfriends about that. We still produce goosebumps when cold. Goosebumps occur when tiny... Oh, wait. This is the cold one. Hold on. Tiny muscles in our skin's hair follicles called erector... (laughs) 
peely muscles pull hair upright. For animals with thick fur, thick fur, this response helps keep them warm. Okay, so it's like our bodies, like through. I don't know why I'm trying to mansplain it. I could just read the article, but I'm just scrolling down to see. All right, Sharon Reynolds only talks about Sharon Reynolds from Ne.gov only talks about why we get it when we when we're cold. So give me a second. I'm gonna find the real fucking answer for why we get goosebumps during emotional situations or during things we see. All right, so instead, I googled why do I get goosebumps when I see something cool because I cannot articulate anything, Um, but Google helped me out and says why do I get goosebumps when I hear someone sing, which is a more apt option for us to read through. Goosebumps start in the part of your body called the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system sends signals from your brain to your skin. Goosebumps usually happen when you get cold or feel certain powerful emotions such as fear. Okay, not on track with what Google said we were learning about. Oh, here we go. When you feel certain powerful emotions, a part of your brain called the hypothalamus sends a message via your nerves to the muscles in your skin to tighten up. When the skin on your body gets tight, your hairs stand on end and goosebumps form. Goosebumps helped your ancestors survive long ago. Don't care. Goosebumps would make your hair stand on end, trapping more heat close to your body, yada, yada, yada. Now that you've learned how goosebumps could help ancient humans survive, we didn't because I skipped it. You're probably still wondering exactly how goosebumps are related to music, as you may have experienced before. Here we go. Should definitely proofread. Goosebumps can occur when you have a lot. When you hear a love song, a classic song, or a passionate version of the Star Spangled Banner. Okay. So specific. Dr. Name I can't pronounce. A Bowling Green State University neurobiologist has a theory about why people... About why people get goosebumps from music. People can feel intense emotions like sadness and passion when they listen to music. Dr something believes that when people feel strong emotions their brain releases the same chemicals that tell the skin to form goosebumps although goosebumps used to help us survive we usually take them for granted today all right the next time you get the chills though pay attention they could be sending you a message such as danger is near hashtag spidey sense Or put on a coat because it's cold. If you get the shivers when your favorite song comes on, it probably just means you're experiencing strong emotions related to the song. Goosebumps may be a bit annoying, but they're really meant to help us. Okay, so I feel like we didn't learn too fucking much about that other than it starts in the sympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system also gives us responses to emotions as well as cold so the skin tightens when we feel passion i guess is that why we get goosebumps when we come anyways cubs (laughs) go let's go further let's learn something else not about goosebumps let's see what's another fucking question that i've asked myself too many fucking times in the world that i wonder if some of you wonder the same thing oh okay all right i got one you know when you fall you know when you fall asleep you know when you're dreaming but then you get in a fight in your dream and it feels like you're fucking punching someone underwater and you just can't connect I want to know why your brain makes you the weakest most feeble person on the fucking planet while you dream So let's see Okay so this is why this is why you feel weak in your dreams Darren Stevenson 35 years of dreaming and research Okay, sounds super fucking legit, Darren. 
Dreaming experience is radically different from our expectations and ideas about it. For example, it is probably extremely rare to see ourselves walking in a dream because we are not walking. Many forms of relation, their meanings, and many aspects of identity transform or are uniquely expressed in dreaming in general and in specific dreams. Darren's a fucking politician because he didn't answer it. Okay? He didn't teach anything. He just said... You're not walking. When you're dreaming, you're in bed. You're not walking. That's what Darren just fucking said. Hey, Darren, you had 35 years of, quote, dreaming and research. I mean, sounds cap. <laughs> had to. Had to. The sense of an activity in a dream is also changed, but there are very few activities in dreams that involve sudden explosive movement. There are exceptions, of course. Okay, then so fucking redundant in attempting to simulate something at once similar to a punch and also dream correct the slowness of a punch the feeling of no force behind it the weakness of it dot 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 can in some sense be related to how peculiar this activity is in relation to dreaming in general but also perhaps that the dreaming mind is unpracticed at it. So you are experiencing this mind's difficulties as a force or a lack of force in the dream. This is another feature common to dreams to express their own structure and situations in the dream. I hope you learned something from that because I got to tell you something. Father Bear learned fucking nothing. That was like I was taking a fucking college course online and I'm just going to fucking look up the answers on quizlet later that's like i'm i'm gonna take the test i'm gonna have two fucking tabs open i'm gonna type the question in into quizlet they're gonna give me the bullshit flashcards that give me the exact answer and i'm not gonna actually fucking learn from it if i could gather anything from old fucking darren with his 35 years of dreaming and research i swear to fucking god if darren stevenson is 35 years old and his basis for 35 years of dreaming and research means he just sleeps at night I'm going to be so fucking mad that I wasted your time with that. But what I gather from him is capturing things in real time during your dream, like a sudden explosive movement, like a punch, isn't something that the brain can comprehend. Also, who you are in your dream is different from who you are in person in terms of you are a practiced type of individual as you dream. Your brain enters dream mode and you become kind of a different version of yourself you're the dreaming version of yourself and if you're not i guess training i guess if you're not practicing punches if you're not in the gym training in your dreams on how to throw a punch you're not going to know how to throw a punch correctly and with explosiveness in your dream apparently in your dream you have to get dumped by your fucking girlfriend of three months and then emotionally train in the gym in order to get over her if you want to be able to punch in your dreams. I mean, that's what we fucking learned. That's what we learned, and that was the first segment of... And honestly, I just threw it out there because I love using that fucking sound drop. And we're going to do unqualified dad advice next episode, unless I think of some, some, some hot shit. Ooh. If you want something you want to learn about, DM me. If you got something that you're like, oh, here's a question. Let's learn about this on the next episode. Shoot me a fucking message on Cheer Up Bay Pod, the podcast Instagram, okay? And we'll fucking cover it, all right? Now, babe, that was, the first, that was the first episode of 2022. That was the first episode. If you've been here from the beginning, thank you so fucking much. If you're, if you're new, 
you're still you're still fucking in the den with us. All right. If you're a hater, you're cucking in the corner because guess what? You're still fucking listening. And I'm sorry about the merch drop. It is 100 percent my bad. And also that red bubble sucks. But hey, what the fuck are you going to do? All right, babe. Episode 43, Cheer Up Air, the podcast. In and out, one and done, all right? I miss you guys so much. I 100% felt a little rusty coming into this. Legitimately felt like I have not sat down and recorded an episode for you guys in fucking two months, even though it's only been a week because of being Father Julio. Um, I am have a lot of exciting things planned for you guys in 2022, um, including multiple episodes with the wife, um, we're going to have some behind the scenes recordings that you guys get to look forward to um, that uh, we are actually planning out right now that I'm actually very excited about um, now that oh, the fucking Cubs are all fucking on and popping and popular. And like all you guys are in the all of you bad bitches are in the den with me. Why my wife's like, I'll join. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, wrap it up. All right. That's the that's that's from the Golden Blood Cub right there, uh, <laughs> but we have we have some exciting things in store. So uh, look forward to another great fucking year. Have a happy Monday. Go out there. Don't be a bummer, and cheer up, babe.